Welcome everybody to another Capes and Scowls Top 4. Today, <laughs> I am joined by Cliff and me as I am Olivia. <laughs> Maybe I should have introduced myself first, but that didn't happen. Today our Top 4 is going to be our Top 4 dining experiences. How's it going? Uh, <laughs> Hi, Cliff. Hello, Olivia. <laughs> so, um, I've been kind of looking forward to doing this because, as you listeners may know if you listen to the podcast, we've traveled a lot and been to a lot of different places, and I've been fortunate enough to try lots of different restaurants. So, I feel like between the two of us, we've been so many places that we should have some interesting choices if people get out to travel. Or are local. They won't know until we say what our top fours are. All right. Um, who's going first? I'll let you. You started us off. I'll let you go first. Uh, okay. First one I'm picking is going with somewhere local to us. It's called, uh, it's a restaurant in Philadelphia in the Rittenhouse Square area. And it's called the Prime Rib. Oh, it's very good. The reason that place stands out to me is because well not only like is the food excellent it's kind of it's your typical old very like old-fashioned steakhouse vibe and it's just a reason to like get dressed all fancy if you want to you can get a cocktail at the bar like uh i don't know (laughs) real real old-fashioned style it's real like rat packy like they would hang out there like how the bar is set up, like yeah. that era. And like there's the piano player, um, mm-hmm. all the tables have like the high back chairs. You walk in there, it just feels classy. So you can go in a little like dressed down, or if you want to go in with like a jacket and everything, you're not going to be out of place. Yeah. So yeah, the, the first time we went there, I think me and Cliff went with his aunt and uncle for the first time. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Because, like, you can just order literally anything off the menu and it's, like, it's going to be fantastic. Your steak, obviously, is going to be, like, cooked at perfection. And just the whole, like, atmosphere and ambiance was, like, yeah, levels above, like, what you would typically expect from your run-of-the-mill steakhouse. Yeah. It, um, it's worth the expense. Mm-hmm. And, like, what was your, I don't know, you got, I think you got the prime rib at the prime rib. I did. And, like, how big was that again? 32 ounces. Yeah. It was I a ate big the steak. whole thing. It The prime rib fills the plate. Mm-hmm. I hadn't eaten anything that day. My favorite thing of that meal, though, was the chocolate chip bread pudding. Because mm-hmm. I remember asking the waiter, should I get the cheesecake or the bread pudding? And the waiter said the cheesecake is good, but the bread pudding is fantastic. And it is. It's warm, so the chocolate chips are melty. It's fresh-made whipped cream put on top and some melted sugar over it. so yeah that was my first one all right what about you so my first one i will go with like the opposite end of the spectrum this place is not fancy but that does not take away from it at all it's also in philly but south philly my favorite barbecue place i've talked about this place on the podcast i love mike's barbecue it's 11th and morris and for myself if i really like a place it's because 
I can't make it as well as what I get there. So like for me to like really love a place, it has to be better than whatever I can do. And Olivia and I cook a lot at home. We're both, you know, competent in the kitchen. And every time I go there, everything is fantastic. And it's sort of like the same experience every time I go. My favorite thing from there is just the brisket. I could eat a whole brisket from there. I'd feel awful afterwards, mm -hmm. but it would be so worth it. Like it's so tender. It yeah. pulls apart, but it's got like, it doesn't melt. It's got like the right amount of pull to it. It is just perfect. Nothing from there is bad. And the surprise thing for me is like their dessert is the banana pudding is so good. Yeah. That does seem to be like a barbecue joint staples, like that banana pudding dessert. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. It's just a, kind of the perfect way to finish something like that off. Yeah. But yeah, it is really good there. <laughs> it's just, you kind of have to just go and experience it for yourself. Right. Um, and also, and you know, make sure you follow them on their socials because they have different specials that you won't know about unless you follow them. So like an example of one they have running right now is called the Kelsey because they're big Eagles fans. It's a pulled pork, it's pulled pork, macaroni and cheese stuffed sausage, coleslaw and some barbecue sauce. And it just looks amazing. So yeah, mm -hmm. Mike's Barbecue is the first place I'm going to go with for, like, dining experience. So where's your second place? Okay. Um, my second place is another really fancy place. When we went to Toronto, uh, we went to this fancy place called George. And basically their whole concept is they do, like, a multiple course meal. I want to say, like, 12 courses or something like that. Something crazy. We had seven because there was a wine pairing with each. Okay, so we did this. We did the seven course meal, and yeah, each course has its own wine pairing with it. The thing about it is that the chefs like will just they'll serve you like whatever. So you don't like you're not choosing like each individual course. It's you're getting like what they're making that night. Right. So each night is gonna be something different. It's something special. Uh, so that's really that was really cool. It was also because your courses were different than my courses. Yeah. So they do a different. So for two people, they generally have a different course for each person sitting there. And if you have dietary restrictions or something like that, oh yeah, they'll yeah. cater to that. Mm -hmm. But we got different courses and different wines yeah. because they pair each wine with the your meal that you're having. For myself, I was really surprised at like how fancy it was, but still how like relaxed it was because like the people at the tables next to us were just in like a button down. Mm -hmm. like, you don't need to get super dressed up for this like really fancy experience. Yeah. So I. I just like the, I like the surprise. I like, um, you know, <laughs> leaving it up to the chefs in the back. Like, cause sometimes you look at a menu and you're like, I don't know what the hell I want. So like, if it's, yeah, something that they're making that night and it's going to be fresh or what, like whatever, if like, that's their special they're making that night like sure bring it out to me because i'm not a particularly picky eater or anything so like it was perfect for me yeah i had a lot of fun there mm -hmm. all right so my second one i am going to go across the country to las vegas mm -hmm. this place is kind of special to me because this is where i proposed to olivia mm -hmm. it's called craft steak in vegas and it's listed as one of the top steakhouses in all of vegas and it is nice it was just Everything was amazing, um, how everything was served, the waitstaff was great, all the appetizers were amazing. I know you got the avocado salad and were like blown away just by like how good it was with like 
how simple it was. And then like my steak came pre-sliced in a silver serving platter. And you get like these awesome fresh baked, like smaller than slider rolls. And I also got the mashed potatoes with it. And like in my head, I love making like sandwiches out of my, my steaks. So I was like, oh, I could put that, you know, strip meat on this roll with some mashed potatoes and eat it. But I was like, oh, I'm in a fancy restaurant. I shouldn't do that. And that's when the waiter was like, hey, you know what's great and you should do? You should cut that roll in half, put some of your New York strip on there with some mashed potatoes and eat it like a sandwich. I was like, oh man, he's telling me I can do the thing that I want to do. Just everything there was so good. Like my steak was cooked to perfection and it's finished with like really fancy sea salt over the top just the presentation and everything like so if you're in vegas and want like a fancy steakhouse experience craft steak was like i would go back mm-hmm. without second thought yeah it was good <laughs> all right Olivia, what's your third one all right we're going to florida now it's in orlando it's on a disney hotel property which one is it shoot what's the name of it but anyway, is it the one in the, the Grand Nate, Floridian? Yes, the one in the Grand Floridian in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it's called Victoria and Alberts, and this is another really fancy restaurant. Um, <laughs> I'll just preface it with that. Um, I don't know exactly how exclusive it is because it, it sounds like it's pretty exclusive. Like I don't know what it takes for a regular person to get a reservation there but again like cliff's same aunt and uncle we went with prime rib with uh they're like very frequent disney goers they rack up a whole lot of like disney points and whatnot they're friends of the restaurant manager and (laughs) right of course and so we tagged along with them on a disney trip and we went with them to this restaurant and it's if you've never had a fine dining restaurant experience and it's like your first one it's just kind of like oh this is what it's like because like the service is like far far above like what you would ever expect it's second to none there is no better service like than there you're like weighted on like hand and foot like i i don't i don't know how to explain it like just everything like i think i was in a really fancy dress i had a purse and they're like this one server was like here i'll i'll pull up like she literally pulled up a footstool to set my purse down on so it wasn't touching the floor (laughs) and then it was just like little details like that again this had this had like i want to say four or five courses yeah and you got some choice but most of it was just to upgrade and make your meal fancier Mm -hmm. that was my first time ever having wagyu Okay. And I got four pieces of Australian Wagyu. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to, you could add caviar on. Like you, If you wanted to spend a lot of money, you could do it there in an instant. Oh, yeah. Right. And like any d- dietary restriction you have, like they'll make you something. They'll pretty much like do whatever you want. And if you want to, oh. they offer the chef's dining experience where oh, you like, sit in the kitchen. You're at like a chef's table. Right. Yeah. You're in the kitchen and the chef yeah. talks you through everything he's making. Yeah. Which we didn't do, but that sounds really cool too. So if you ever get a chance to do that at Victorian Alberts, like, yeah, definitely do that. Yeah, the food is really fancy. We had um, salmon foam in an eggshell. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's that's about <laughs> what you're getting when you get there. 
Uh, all right, go ahead, Cliff. So my third one is going to be, I'm taking a trip across the ocean, was the paella class we had in Barcelona. That was just, like, so much fun. I enjoyed cooking classes, and we got to make something I'd never made before, and it was fun just being there with a group of people that were all, like, vacationers, like, coming together to make a meal. Mm-hmm. And everything was so fresh. Like, mm-hmm. the woman that ran the class had been at the market that morning buying the seafood for in it. Like, that went in it. The vegetables that went in it and everything. And you believe her because we were in Barcelona, which is right on the water. Mm-hmm. So, like, nothing we could have gotten could have been fresher than what we had. I just found that to be, like, a really fun and enjoyable experience of everyone coming together, cooking this big plate of food on a comically large paella pan. If you don't know what a paella pan is, is it's, like, a really thin cast iron pan with a lip on it so you can get it really hot and basically fry the bottom layer of rice into a crust but this thing was about three like two and a half three feet across and she had this comically large burner that hooked up to a propane tank to put out the heat to get the crust it was just like a fun and different experience in like mm-hmm. probably the most ridiculous trip that we've had together so far so yeah and it wasn't it wasn't just the paella we made like she had a couple other things that went with it too. Like it's called like paton, pa con tomate, which is like it's literally just crusty piece of bread and you smear a tomato across it with garlic. It's like really simple but really good. It's kind of like a a staple tapas in uh, Spain and. I think we made like a sangria type of drink or something. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are ever out of the country and really anywhere, look for something like that as not your normal tourist trapped kind of thing. Mm hmm. Like it, yeah, it gives you like the authentic Spanish like feel. Right. And if you aren't a competent, if you don't feel like you're strong in the kitchen, don't let that stop you because your skill level is not important. As long as you know how to cut a carrot with a knife you'll be fine and it's just a good time yeah everyone's having fun it's like it's really no pressure and you can like participate like as much as you want or as you're comfortable with so yeah yeah that was really fun my next one is also in barcelona and i picked the barcelona devour tour was my like one of my ultimate like food experiences so what that is is we went through a company called Devour. So that's what the company's called. What they do is they will set up a tour where they take you like in like each city, uh, take you through to like maybe like five or six different restaurants within a city. And you kind of do like a tasting at each restaurant. And their restaurant picks are some of like, they're kind of like more hidden gems than like anything else. And it's also a tour, so like you get a tour guide with you and they kind of tell you about the city as well. They tell you about the restaurants, they tell you like about the food. Our tour guide was um, a a history major in school. So we got a history tour of Barcelona and got, for myself, and besides all the food being fantastic and having a good time on the trip, I enjoyed learning about all the extra history as we walked past it. I thought it was fun how he's explaining how the cathedral, they hid the expansions behind other buildings, so it just looked fancier in the one spot where they decided to make it look nicer by building other buildings in front of it to hide the plain or previous, Mm. like, era style of architecture. So that was just, I found amusing. 
mm-hmm. uh, as a, like a, a thing that they did. Yeah. So, yeah, just some of the food we got was, it was like, it was centered all around tapas. So we kind of did like a tapas tour around Barcelona and which is basically, it's just small bites everywhere. And all these places are like restaurants that have been open in Barcelona for like a hundred plus years. They just been around forever like the locals go there right it's even places that are just really hard to even like get reservations to because they're just you know they're so well known even with the locals it's it's hard to get in and kind of would be doubly hard for us since you know i'm i only speak like a little bit of spanish which would be like eh, you know um, I think the main thing hard, is but... most of those restaurants aren't ones you would find doing a normal Google search. Right. If you were like, hey, I'm going to go to Barcelona, let me find some restaurants. The places that we went to on that tour would never come up on a normal Google search. And that's not to say that they are not Not for worth... like an English speaking site. Right. Yeah. Like... yeah not, not to say they aren't worth going to because they are. Oh, it's yeah. just that they're the unknown place, the hidden gem, as you said. Yeah. The locals hang out there. So... Get yourself on a devour tour if you're there, or some type of food tour. Mm-hmm. I, but I recommend, yeah, that company, because it they just, they're centered around that type of, like, you know, experiencing the city as a local experience. And to me, like, that's really valuable, and that's really cool. Yeah. I think that about wraps it up. That's your fourth. I got one more. Oh, you got one more. So, ah, almost I'm going to have to pull an audible. Because one of the ones on my list is one that you had done. And I was like, oh, I can do this other one. That was the one you'd come up with. So, I'm audibling. I also had, had George on my restaurant. Okay. George restaurant on my list. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can do Victoria Alberts. That was also covered. I'm going to go with a place that is sadly not in the main location that we go to anymore. But the Continental. So the, okay. Yep. So the Continental is a Stephen Star restaurant. There was one in Atlantic City in the Pier off Caesars. That is sadly closed. Um, I believe there's still two in the city. Mm-hmm. And Continental is... At least one. Yeah. yeah Continental is another, another tapas place. And that just means... And they're also a free-flowing kitchen, which means whatever you order doesn't come out in the traditional order that you think. Your entree may come out before the app, but everything's meant to be served or shared, like family style. So everything just comes out as it's ready, and everything there was has just been fantastic. Between the comically large pile of French fries, yeah, their shoestring fries, shoestring French fries, it's piled up in a haystack, and it's like literally like a foot tall. Right, the plate <laughs> is about a foot wide, and you have a foot tall pile of French fries, and then you have the barbecue chicken quesadilla with the guacamole like sauce on top, mm-hmm. which is amazing. They used to do the shrimp pizza, which was awesome. They're very much, they're known for their um, cheesesteak egg rolls. They're really good. Yeah. Uh, and then if you, but if you're not into the tapas style, they have full size entrees like the chicken and waffles, which comes with bacon gravy. Oh, yeah. And That's like another one they're known oh for. Oh my God. Like you really don't need to order anything else yeah. other than that because it's so heavy, but it's like, it's just decadence. It's just fantastic and then the desserts are amazing mm-hmm. the beignets with the berries beignets with berries and then i'm a fan of the blondie that they have and it's just like one of those places that was always fun to go to and also not really expensive because we used to frequent atlantic city a lot and you could get in there for 40 bucks if you order three of the things just to pick at and if you're not ordering drinks um, you can get in and out for 40 bucks which isn't bad for a dinner out in a city so Continental is just was always a good place to go to, uh, and just a fun time. So those are uh, 
my four dining experiences. I agree with that. And that experience, that actually led us to kind of do a, like, trying out of all of, like, Stephen Starr's restaurants because the Continental's part of... um, A conglomerate of other restaurants. um, So Stephen Starr is, like, the restaurateur right. of that one, and we tried a lot of his other places. But we can talk about that on another one. On another one? Okay. But they were all really good. Um, <laughs> so, yep. The, I recommend yeah. all the places we mentioned. So, thank you for joining us. As always, you can find me on Twitter at HyperHippo, and I'm really looking forward to hear from some of you guys on the places that you've enjoyed eating, because I'm always up for trying a new place. Uh, Olivia? Yeah, uh, I'm also on Twitter. It's at Swahili Love. I'm also doing some freelance work on capesandscalspodcast.com. Doing some writing of articles, so... I don't know. You can talk to me. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, how do we end this thing, Cliff? I don't I'm know. saying, see you next time. All right. See you next time. <laughs>